0: G'day, it's James Baldwin here welcoming you to another episode of Oz F1, a passionate community of Formula 1 fans based out of Melbourne. We bloody love Formula 1. We bloody love Daniel Ricardo and we bloody love that you have joined us for this uh, recap of the Barcelona Grand Prix. Hmm. Always for Oz F1, I am joined by my friend and yours. A very good evening to you, Mr. Thomas if you're still listening, Christian. Campy, good day. Fellas. How are you? My man. Doing very well. Thank you. And of course, now a regular fixture of Oz F1, Mr. Thomas T. Fellas. (laughs) Nice. Uh, It's great. uh, Great for us all to be here to recap Spain. Um Let's just dive straight into it, boys. Uh, how good was the race from the restart? Mm-hmm. Good. And then the, before the restart rubbish, boring. Boring.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Very glad to see the back end of Spain and I hope it doesn't come back next year.
0: Well, yeah, there's talk of Zantford, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Dutch, the Dutchies. Which makes a lot of sense if you think about it because you've got uh, Fernando Alonso Mm. who drew a lot of the crowd for Spain. And I said this to you, Campy, earlier. There was like no one in the stands... At all for practice, very few for qualifying and what seemed to be the same crowd who came to qualifying actually came to the race. There were masses of spaces and Tommy, we were at the uh, Melbourne Grand Prix. When it came to qualifying, we could, we struggled to find
2: a spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't get anywhere. A decent spot at least. I uh, don't remember a Grand Prix looking that empty. Mm sad.
1: It says a lot about Especially the times. in Spain.
0: But you know, it's also sad for Carlos Sainz to be honest because, I mean, he has this grandstand, there's a lot of people there. For him, I think that's fantastic but clearly Nando just brought a lot of people to, to the race. So, yep. it makes sense for us to go to Zantfort so we can bring some of the Dutchies along because Max is Max. a huge draw card for Formula 1 now. Uh, so, anyway, that, that that's very interesting. But Barcelona, you know, we see so many laps a year there. Obviously, winter testing is is where that all happens. But I think they should keep it as a winter ta- testing track. I agree, but it's not a great track for overtaking. It's not a great track. Mm. This The entire race was pinned around strategy of pit stops and safety cars. There was very little overtaking. And what there was of overtaking, <laughs> there were interesting overtakes, like around four you saw Kiviat doing Around the outside Good. So cool. Around I love that. Too. Around yeah, I mean talk about two there's only a third person who could do that would for me would be Max in terms of just finding grip where realistically there's not yep. supposed mm-hmm. to be any. Um, but yeah, just Barcelona just not doing it for me. I no, I don't think I so. I think
1: it's becoming a bit like a Monaco, although it's not Monaco, in the sense that the cars have really started they've outgrown the track now. Yeah.
2: Um, well, what it's, cars are four meters. It's just, there's not a lot of space left to overtake. Yeah,
1: but I'm talking about speeds. Yeah, and the track design and the way it's driven. It's a bit like Monaco. You can't overtake. Like there's realistic chances yeah. down the straight. Yeah, if you can get close enough in sector three. But as we saw with Danny Rick and signs for the whole first part of the race before the the safety car, Danny Rick couldn't do anything until Gasly held up signs after his first pit stop yeah, which allowed him to get really close and then get the toe down the front
0: straight so I look I really feel for Danny I think you know he he just he had an opportunity before the safety car to really potentially do some good things and it just didn't eventuate and again Renault dropping the ball why did they put him on the hard it makes absolutely no sense unless they didn't have any tyres left but it just well that's I was shocked that they put him on the medium after yeah. the yellow yeah yeah yep it, bizarre anyway we'll come to Renault. we'll come to, we'll to, yep. to Danny a little bit later but let's uh, let's start with the teams shall we gents we always do this I think it's an exciting way to recap what's gone on and indeed if you're listening during the week you work week or you're stuck in traffic this is uh, something to make you feel a little better about your life at least you're not Williams
2: <laughs> very true <laughs> Just there don't
0: is, up. Don't, you know. I said it last week. You did say it last week. And, you know, even more interesting for the Bahrain Grand Prix, you said, wouldn't it be great if, you know, in the mid-pack, which is just not Mercedes almost now, potentially Ferrari and Rebel a little bit as well, but wouldn't it be great if Williams from the back had a car come this sort of time of year, come Monaco time of year, for us to be able to have a really great competition at the back? No, it's just not going to happen. They've got a great motor in the back. Aero's doing weird things. The, the rest of the setup of the car are obviously doing weird things. Management still not doing the right things. I mean, it's hard to comment on that, obviously, because we're not there, but it's pretty black and white. They are struggling.
1: Russell qualified well, yep. in my opinion. He hit a 119, which didn't look anywhere near close right throughout the first three practices. I think mm. their best before that was about a 120.9. So to get... To shave off nine-tenths in qualifying, that's what you expect from teams. Uh, but Robert was a long way off that too, so. And we've said this before about Robert, I just... He was 1.2 seconds behind it's... George Russell. Yeah. But... 1.2 seconds. I uh, mean, Russell went one nineteen oh. He was very close to breaking the one eighteen. so,
0: yeah. It's a lifetime, isn't it, really, in, in terms of well... difference... But, again, I feel for Robert more and more and more. The more I see him, the, the sorrier, I guess, I feel for him. So, Williams, look, I'm not even sure that um, thomasjcamp.com.au
2: is even the right place for you because no. you get in
0: contact with him. He might just tell you not to turn up.
2: What's the best result we can expect for Williams for the rest of the year? 19th and 20th,
1: outside non-finishers. Like people crashing out or retiring,
0: yeah. maybe to continue to um, outqualify the medical car.
1: If they can stay, <laughs> if they can stay on the same lap as the mid pack, great. But they haven't been able to do that this year.
0: We were looking at what lap twelve, thirteen, where the where uh, Hamilton was coming up yeah. on Robert. Was it that early? It was early. It was in the teens, wasn't it? it was I just early. looked and was like, "Well, oh, that is just disappointing." Okay, well. Williams if you're listening which of course you're not but um sorry let's talk about AlphaB which is I can never say Alpha Romeo. it's <laughs> just it's a top gear thing if you, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> it's bloody hilarious <laughs> what an episode but um Alpha uh, he uh, he finished 16th um they were so far down the pack when it came to qualifying when they can't be
2: yep. they were the mid pack team that were probably the worst of the weekend. But in weeks past, they've been fine. Like, this pace just...
0: So I think that what um, what I reckoned is that they didn't get the engine upgrade that Ferrari got for this track, um, for this weekend, I should say, but they're getting it for Monaco. Right. But, which is weird for me, because this would be the track, surely, that you'd want that upgrade. Especially compared to what you were winter testing on. Y- yeah, and I don't know if Haas... Well... Historically
1: teams have bought the first major update to Spain Because it's the first European round So to not get it Suggests that maybe there's something going on behind closed doors Mm. But one race And the cars are pretty track specific And track dependent this year So maybe it's just one of those tracks That the car's not performing on Like we haven't seen Renault that far off the pace This year in my opinion Than what we saw on the weekend So it could just be one of those ones And will be good at. I think they'll be good in Monaco.
0: Let's talk about Kimi. Um, we didn't really see a hell of a lot of him, did we? No, on the TV the carriage? Start. he did go off from the start. That was disappointing, and of course, didn't help him for the rest of the race. Um, obviously, we spoke about that fourth uh, at corner four with um, Kvyat going around the outside, which is was phenomenal. But both of them stuck to that. Again, just not. You know, we love Kimi here. We bloody F mm-hmm. one loves Kimi Raikkonen, but we just didn't see it.
2: No, not this week. I just think we need to
1: expect that from the mid pack that we're going to have races where cars aren't performing on the track, and in this case, it was Alpha who weren't there, like Renault. Mm. And as much as we love Kimi, there's not a lot we can do about it. No, there's there's not, not a lot you can change if your car's not quick on the track. Yeah, it's it's over. Yeah, well, you're
0: absolutely right. Of course, absolutely right. Uh, let's talk about uh, racing point, shall we? Um, look, I'm just going to say. Lando should have been given room. You are full of it. You are an idiot. You're biased. You biased. Uh, Lando apologist. What do, what do you mean biased? I am nothing it was of the sort. His
2: front wheel on the rear wheel of that racing point.
0: Definitely think. Look, Lance knows that Lando's
2: a better driver. He
0: should have just got out of the way, continued being, you know, one of those Bravo Charlie type drivers that no one really cares about, but they're still there. And it's like, yes, yeah, nice car, nice daddy's car, very good, you know, take no, it for it seemed a car. To me- no.
2: <laughs> Lando felt like he had to make up a lot after his poor start and yeah. was pushing very, very hard and probably made a move he shouldn't have there. Do you know what, though? This
0: is. And I think he even said it as well after the race. This is not a track for overtaking. And I think he was probably getting super frustrated where he was. And that straight, like, sorry, that straight is not, the DRS is just not really a thing for it, isn't it? Because you come out of that chicane at the end, there is no possible way for you to really be close enough to the car in front to have that DRS sort of slingshot that you get in somewhere like Baku. Yeah. yeah, And so you come into turn one and two and you're sort of like, well, where am I going to position the car? We saw this with the start. We saw three wide at the start with the two Mercs and Seb went the wrong way. Yeah, okay, to be honest, if you're down on the ground at the time, what are you going to do? You're going to go for the clean air. From an aerial shot, obviously, he should have gone behind the other Merc, would have given a lot of more of a toe. But that corner really is the only place on the racetrack that you can get a decent pass. Mm-hmm. As I said, turn four, interesting. But in my mind, so for Lando, who who was going behind Lance for a long time, would have just gone, you know what, I'm bloody putting it here. I'm going to do a Ricardo. I'm going to do a slightly late breaking manoeuvre. I'm going to do a centre, you know, go for a gap that no longer exists, even though that's what Grosjean did and and went for a whole new gap that was existing on the other side of the
1: (laughs) the bollard. I'll just put it down to experience and a rookie mistake. I don't think Stroll had to give him any room because he had the line – and Lando was far enough back; like he could have pulled The out. front wheel and the rear wheel were aligned. If you look at Grosjean and what happened three laps in a row, he was a lot further back. And yes, the natural corner, that the natural line in that corner cuts off number two. Hmm. Um, Grosjean had the smarts to get out of it three laps in a row because yep. there's no point in throwing up that inside because it's going to happen every time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was young, and I even a mistake.
0: You'll learn from it. Out of all Not the drivers to do that, Grosjean would have been last on my list yep. to, to make that call three bloody times in a <laughs> row. To the point where it looked like he had a better line coming out of that around the bollard into to three than he did on the bloody race track. Um, I think if he did it a fourth time, the marshals would be going, Well, <laughs> Okay, <I laughs> found think, some grip out there." Are you it right, mate? Fine. Over those bloody speed bumps as well uh, Okay Well fine uh, We'll all agree that I'm correct And Lando should have had The thing And I'll just mute both of your microphones And we'll move on uh, So Okay And obviously Checo Didn't see much from him He finished 15th uh, oh,
2: I didn't even see him They're A bit off the pace Anonymous weekend. race but the, Interesting so Didn't
0: qualify great either yeah. So we've got Renault We've got Alpha And we've got Racing Point Really just not showing their self, their true self, their proper self, their fast self. The back of the middle. This time. Middle back. Some sort of weird Formula One position. like in a
2: seven-seat car when you have to sit in the back. It's kind of the middle back. It's not the boot.
0: We all, we all can't afford seven-seat cars like you, Tommy, <laughs> so that's okay. You just tell us how your Maybach is. Uh, speaking of Maybach, it's nothing to do with it actually, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about Toro Rosso uh, before we talk about Renault. But um, I am on, give you
2: all right, go on then.
0: Well, do you want to get off him? He needs to get to the to Monica, mate.
1: I actually listened to our season prediction race um, podcast a, about a week ago just to see where we were sort of at with it. <laughs> and my bold prediction was that Kvyat was going to impress us all year.
2: And? and
1: the last two races, he's starting to do it. His start, I think he didn't underperform. I think he was there or thereabouts, but just circumstances sometimes in F1 – dictate what's happened. I mean, you look at Barker, he crashed out. I think China, he crashed out as well. And I think Melbourne, his race was over in the first cup, Anyway, I, but I'm on him. He's driving exceptionally well. And I can, I think we can see why Red Bull gave him a second chance because they obviously believe in him and he's in a good place too.
0: And I said this to you guys earlier in, in our little Facebook chat that we've got, that the time that he spent in Ferrari, in the Ferrari fold at Marinello doing sim testing and all that sort of other stuff, the reserve driving testing stuff, has given him perspective that Red Bull didn't give him. And I think Red Bull's too young of a team to have that kind of culture that allows people to have a second chance and grow. And we've seen it. Kvyat has proved to us and the rest of the world that he can bloody drive. And, you know, we were talking last week about Albon potentially taking Gasly's seat. I mean, this, it would be, it, I'm sure it would be hard for Christian to swallow, but wouldn't it be interesting to see Danny go back to the A-team? Mm,
1: I don't think it will happen this year.
0: No, but wouldn't it be interesting, depending on what Gasly continues to do, we'll come to your whipping boy a little bit later. <laughs> don't get but too excited. the I think down.
2: he's the better driver.
0: Well, Albon's good too.
1: He's, look, let's, he didn't have a great race this weekend. Nope. But again,
2: rookie... Yeah, same thing as Lando. You know, there. last week, we were seeing his prizes. Yep. So... But that's um, because Kiviak got taken out. He was racing well, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Mm. Look, I think that Albon's got a bright future. He can probably be certain that within the next five to ten years, he's going to be in Red Bull Mm. in the proper team, if not somewhere else. Because realistically, where's where's everyone else going to go? You know, 2021, regulation changes... Max goes to Mercedes. The markets,
1: the driver market is as packed as I've
0: ever remembered it. True. We're in a different era, like completely different era now than what we were even five, ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... We, How old is Albon? Do you know? He's mid, early 20s. Early 20s. Like he's...
1: he's but the, what I'm trying to say is the trend that we've seen in F1 over the last three to four years, i.e. Verstappen, is... Oh, Huge and science, so get these young guys in that are 17, 18 straight out of F2 that are performing really well. But what what's, what's the correlation or the effect of that is that the guys like Ricardo who were never going to get a look in to F1 until they were 24 and 25 and they were proven and established is, yep. you've got six years of competent drivers that have missed out on this chance because someone's gone, right, we're going to get this 17-year-old, therefore we're going to throw out whatever's happened in the last six years. So the driver market up at that top end for people that not necessarily deserve but are in the discussions about getting drives is packed and I don't think we've seen it like this ever.
0: It's interesting and I was saying to Tommy we should do a special on F2 and F3 I think this year because there is a lot to talk about and unpack from those junior categories which aren't as junior anymore as they used to be. No. Um, and, in fact, I actually quite enjoy watching F2 before F1. I think there is so, there is as much, if not more, competitiveness towards the front of the pack in F2 than there is in F1, and sometimes it's a little bit more interesting to watch. Yeah, the, race, the racing better to watch
1: because it's closer, yeah. there's a lot more happening, mistakes happen a lot more often.
2: I heard someone else say it. If you put another one of the drivers, pick a random driver from Formula 1 in that Mercedes do you think they would qualify at the front of the grid? Yes. Absolutely. The, Absolutely. This is the end of the conversation then. it's This right, is the good. constructors taking it over. And thank you very much for <laughs> joining us. No, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Yeah, you're but, right. Yeah, but this is what we're talking about. Like, So yeah. the driver's almost non-essential at the moment when the car is that far ahead at the front. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's one of the problems with our sport.
0: And hopefully 2021 changes that because we know what Liberty Media is trying to do. They're trying to, you know, desperately trying to get it sorted out so it becomes more fan-oriented rather than... Because it's not really the pinnacle of motorsport anymore, is it? Because it went sort of sideways with Tobo Hybrid, kind of did weird stuff. Now we've got Formula E popping up, you know, and realistically, I personally, I would like to see all 20 cars with the ability to qualify first.
1: Mm-hmm. I think more cars too. I read an article on Formula1.com about five teams that F1 should be targeting for 2021. I
0: think Ooh. we need... No, but if Go you on, list, list them. As an... Inter... I don't... Because I, don't, I, I would say Porsche, just in terms of works cars, I'd love to see Porsche, I'd love to see BMW, I'd love to see Aston Martin involved, I'd love to see Ford back, I'd love to see Toyota back.
2: Yep. Honda have a team again.
0: Honda have their own team. like A works team. The, a works mm-hmm. th- oh, like five bad. works teams. But could you imagine... Bringing some of those names back to the sport
1: Well I think if they Keep the cost of an F1 team down I.e. not spending You know 1.5 billion dollars a year on a team Like Mercedes and Ferrari
2: do I mean Mercedes have 1500 people Across two factories to work on two cars Ridiculous but they're guaranteed the win if they're doing that. Like, they're throwing that much money in it, they, there's a return on investment, so they're going to keep doing
1: it. A bit like Ferrari and circa and Michael Schumacher era. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They were the only team to be throwing boatloads of money and massive amounts of people at the solutions, hence why we got the results they got. Yeah. it's So we do need some sort of equalisation, and I think we need
2: better racing where the cars are more comparable. But at the same time, you don't want to... You want innovation. You want technology to be improved. You want to see new things, and that's what Formula One's about as well. And
1: I don't think you just get new teams in and a whole lot of new drivers that don't don't meet the the top one percent of the one percent criteria just to make up numbers either. No. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a tough, it's a fine balance, but it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. I think we're getting the sort of racing that we want to see from a mid pack point of
0: view. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, For the first time in a very long time, can I just say? But we don't get to see it on TV as much. Yeah. Especially not in China. I hope that guy's lost his job.
2: That's where <laughs> and I
1: hate to I hate to blow steam up the Americans' backsides, but
2: that's where hey, you don't are. <laughs> aren't you an honorary American now. Oh I love I love America. Isn't there a photo of you behind a bar somewhere?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say tattoo, Tommy? Sorry, Ken, what were you saying?
1: <laughs> yes, I've got a tattoo somewhere from a night out in America. But that's a different story. <laughs> but if you look at NASCAR it's a, it's a, and even IndyCar... It's Max Verstappen's face, by the way.
2: <laughs> it's not. Follow us on OzF1 on Instagram and would like to see that later.
1: You guys are pieces of shit.
2: <laughs> Continue. Don't talk about Max that way.
1: No, if you look at IndyCar and even NASCAR, the... Comp- comparative performance across the whole field is pretty basic. I mean it's yeah. it's pretty similar. And you can root for a driver like we root for Danny Ricardo and you know at one in the next 6 races that he's going to have a legitimate chance to win. Yeah. So therefore it creates expectations with the fans that we get to enjoy it more other than just seeing one two or three drivers Realistically, winning.
2: Yeah, it's a better product week to week that anyone and, can win at any time. And
1: Liberty have kept coming out and saying this is now an entertainment sport. It's no longer what F one used to be under Bernie's reign in the noughties and and the first half of the teens. It's changed.
0: Well, I think it's it's only going to get better with Liberty. To be to be honest, I'm looking forward to more entertainment because ultimately, why do you sit down and watch it? But I've got some issues with F1 as well. I don't want to
1: see drivers qualifying in the 115s and then their race pace is eight and a half, nine seconds slower than that.
0: So you want to bring back refuelling?
1: No, I don't want to bring back refuelling. But the way we manage tyres and use tyres at the moment, I don't think works. Because I don't think refuelling is the answer either because I don't think refuelling ultimately enables more overtaking. Yes, you might get a more of a staggered idea of how it's going to work out and lead at the start and the middle, but statistically, refuelling doesn't work. I want to see drivers that are qualifying within two seconds of their race laps within two seconds of their qualifying time and driving on the edge the whole time. Last year, they were running one minute 19s at Monaco when Danny Rick put a one one minute, I think it was nine flat, in qualifying. He's not going to... there were some issues in that race too, but he's not going to crash doing 10 seconds slower than his best on a track like that. None of these guys are. Mm-hmm. Hence why we're not seeing the mistakes that we used to see or the mechanical failures, because they're not driving on the edge, and I think we need to change that too. But it's a fine balance. You can't just give teams an unlimited amount of engines for the year. Otherwise, they're going to put no no oil in the engine for one lap so that... Gets maximum performance, and then throw it out and put a new one in for the race. It's just yeah, there's a fine balance, but I think they've got to. There'll be some teething processes that we're seeing at the moment, and it'll be better for 2021 and beyond.
0: <laughs> ThomasJCamp.com.au to change how F1 You're operates. <laughs> I was ranting, man. It yeah. was it was great, man. got jones oh, I totally agree with nothing that you've said. <laughs> let's let's talk about uh let's talk about Renault, shall we? Let's um brave. <clears throat> you did. You did. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Renault and then we'll talk about the tattoo of Max Verstappen's face. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh Nico Holkenberg starting from the pit lane. And not having a great time through qualifying it did he Tommy?
2: No, I didn't say much. Like I don't know. I didn't see a lot of him, to be honest. I saw... We got to see a lot of Danny for a while because he was chasing signs quite closely, but honestly, I, I can't remember seeing much of him on the TV and he just kind of flooded in and out. And
1: Well, he had that crash in P3, yeah, which he broke the front wing for, had to revert back to the old front wing for qualifying. Just lost a lot of time, I think. Didn't... Hasn't really been on the money for the last three races, though he hasn't been there or even thereabouts. It's Danny fun. Rick spanked him.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, he should. You know, when when you look at the the the, the, the money, yeah, <laughs> your return on investment has to be higher from from someone like Danny. Look, we've said this about Nico. We all think that he's a great driver. We all think he's missed out on great opportunities and great cars. But he went well in Australia, but he's not been doing well as a result since and i just don't think i don't think he's going to be around come 2021 if he doesn't perform better and i like him like, is it is sad but where else can he go you talking about such a packed market like he needs he should be clinging to that seat and we saw it with jolly and palmer that Renault's very happy to kick people out mid-season and pull other drivers in in this instance they they pulled carlos in from bloody rosso but there's a lot more competition going on out there at the moment. And he's just, you know, he's on, I don't know, I hate to say it, he's not an old person, but he's on that, he's sort of descending the mountain Mm. now. Kimmy's the furthest down and is sort of like, thanks very much, I'm done. I'm still driving well and still have, you know, 10 years left in me to be honest because he's Kimmy. But Nico- Danny Rick's 29 and he's, him, Kimmy-
1: who else? There's Kim, Kimmy, Valtteri and Lewis and Nico. They're the old men of the group, Mm -hmm. which is staggering.
0: Isn't it funny though? But they've, like, you know, I'm 29 and I feel like uh, I'm going to die tomorrow, so I completely understand. you look like that too. Thank you, my liver really hurts. Uh, Pack a day cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Stop Stop talking about yourself. Uh, (laughs) It's not nice. But, yeah, Nico, look, not a great race for him. I think I love him. We'll just see what happens in Monaco cuz hopefully Renault has a setup that allows them to do it. The only thing that will let them down will be the strategy.
2: Yep, which Again. they haven't got right. Why
0: is Al- why is Alain Prost even involved with this sort of stuff? It feels like he's just sitting there and not saying anything. He the professor's just he's just smiling. <laughs> if that yellow didn't come out
1: Danny Rick was on the hard. Everyone's mediums were burning out. Everyone was going back to two stop if that yellow didn't come out anyway. Rick was the only one of that mid-pack that was on the hards that could go to the end of the race realistically. And that could have slingshotted him up into seventh place if that yellow didn't come out. Yeah. I think it was unfortunate that he came out on the hards and signs so got him back straight away. That's just, that's racing that's sometimes. Poor. Yeah, But again, if you look at Renault's tyre allocation for the weekend, they took two sets of hards in and they put some really, like, I think it was P, FP1, Danny did a lot of work on that hard tyre to get a race pace simulation because that's what they'd anticipated it to be and that was their strategy from day one, hence why he didn't have any softs in Q3 to do a yeah. reasonable lap and then put a fresh set of rubber on after the yellow in the race. Yeah. So,
2: But again, again, like they've gone in with a bad strategy from what we can see. If he had have stuck with the same strategy as what Signs is doing, Signs finished eighth, so he's in points. I think he was right there. He could have stuck with him the whole day if he had just literally just followed that blueprint.
0: But Signs was up there because of Toro Rosso buggering around. That's true. Yeah. And Danny
1: Rick would never have had those issues with Signs or Norris had he not received a grid penalty in the first place. Yeah. So we're talking about what-ifs and hypotheticals. Mm. I don't think Renault's strategy was that bad for the way the race was playing out. I even said it in the chat and I was like, well Danny, Rick's looking good here because mm. I didn't think those yellows were going to last the drivers another 20 25 laps mm. and Rick was on the hard and he mm. would have been The fine. safety car came so, at the
2: perfect time for everyone else, not for Danny. <laughs> yeah, totally and
1: Danny, yeah, anyway hey, let's. I went to bed angry
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just on the, um, the pit stop with Toro Rosso um, just in case you're wondering, there's Sort of three things you need for a pit stop: the car, the people, and the tyres to put on the car. Let's talk about uh, Haas. That's exciting. <laughs>
2: they kept their tyres on.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> That's a nice change. <laughs> um, they're back. You jumped off the Haas train, Tommy, so you and can't I'm get stay back on because it to be working. <laughs> ah,
2: I see <laughs> what you did double there. Double fake them and see if that works. Um, really good, Magnussen was not giving up his spot to Grosjean at all. He Attable. was refusing to give up that spot, even if Grosjean had better race pace, if I'm honest. Yep. Um, Grosjean beat him all weekend. Yeah. Magnuson got lucky because of that yellow.
1: Yep. Um, and it was unfortunate that Ro- Roman didn't get the greatest restart. But I yeah. don't think that was his fault. No. He had Gasly in front of him, which stuffed Grosjean, in my opinion, because Gasly didn't get off the line very well either. Mm. Just
0: relax, we're getting hold to up. your whipping up, boy. Hold up,
2: hold up. Um, I just really enjoyed watching Grosjean do a little bit of forward driving and going off the track and finding his own path three times.
0: Roman Grosjean, find your own path. <laughs> <laughs> it's a He's very new age. I
2: think that guy. I'm putting Grosjean. I'm
1: putting Grosjean ahead of K. Mag. Whoa. Has been the last three races. Yeah. I've
0: qualified him and beaten him in the races.
2: Yeah.
0: I think K-Mag carries a lot of anger in his driving. He rubs
1: me up the wrong way in his personality, but that's not to say that he's a bad driver or he's not getting the best out of the car
2: at all. He just rubs me up the wrong way. Settle down. (laughs) Is this a new whipping boy? (laughs) Uh,
0: So, okay, well, has. Great job. Yep. Roman in 10th and K-Mag in 7th. Very, very good. Uh, Renault. Renault. McLaren, I should say. Powered by Renault. Doing better than Renault with this uh, Renault engine. I got out of that well, didn't I? Um, Carlos performed pretty well and he finished in the points. Thank goodness for him. I think for a home
2: race, it's very good. The first three, he was very unlucky. I think the last two we've seen him have much better luck, putting himself in good positions with qualifying weller. Weller. Jeez. Just keep making up your own (laughs) words, mate. That's fine. Qualifying well and then just finishing races well and just getting in points. He's just, he knows his spot. He's going to stay there. And just showing Lando.
1: He was out qualified by Lando on the weekend. Lando got a horrible start. Yeah. I mean, it was a good result for Carlos, I think. I think he needs to get get it together a bit more than what he is. He should be.
0: Yards in front of Lando
1: at this stage of the season. That's not the case.
0: You know what's exciting about McLaren is that Indy's very soon. Yeah, we got the Monaco Indy five hundred doubleheader. Ooh, Oh, my man! will be a late night. Mm, yes, hello, Nando. we uh, will be a late night. At least Jensen doesn't have to take Lando's Lando Nando's seat again. Yeah. Although, hey, nice having Jensen back on it the TV. Us.
1: It was good to see him.
0: Uh, with a lot of time and for he the rocked the jacket too. <laughs> Jeez. You're just on a different planet today, aren't you? <laughs> look, he did rock the jacket. Fair enough. And he looked good. He, he look made good. the rest of those skull Sports underdressed,
1: <laughs> undergroomed <laughs> commentators. Nah, he was fine. He was great.
0: It was good to have him back. It was. Hey, let's, okay, I'm going to release you from your cage. You <sighs> may now talk about Gasly. Go. Get rid of him, Christian Horner. Okay, thank you very much. Moving good on. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Max. He's, like,
0: he's
1: performing like me in high school Absolute minimum
0: <laughs>
2: Wow
1: <laughs> <laughs> The absolute bare minimum of what you need to do to pass And he, I would say he's failing He's not even passing at the moment Kids you two can uh, At least he's qualifying sixth
2: But how can you not in a car that quick?
1: Yeah Exactly yep. And he's, his race pace is still I think about this In Spain it was about seven and a half tenths a lap before the safety car, he was a good 35 seconds behind Verstappen and yeah, he's not, he's not performing. Get rid of him. Who are we putting in his place? Ocon. Oh.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: How is that going to happen? Do you know Toto will yeah.
0: refuse to let him go?
1: I know, but I don't care what Toto's <laughs> going to do. I'm a fan. This is what I want to see. I want to see (laughs) Ocon versus Verstappen because that would be fiery. Yeah, it actually would be very good because at the moment... That's what I want to see as a fan. These are the the subplots in racing that we really enjoy, hence Weber Vettel, those battles. Yes, true. They just add to the whole intrigue of the sport
0: and get some good racing too and hopefully some crashes. I accept all of that and no more. Um... Okay, so Max, you love Max, you're in love with Max. I'm coming around too. Sorry, what?
2: I'm coming around. I like, think I love Max too. That's glad I'm sitting. That's what I said.
0: I'm glad I'm sitting down. That's I'm, what I'm, I said. All podcasts
1: last time. Murph one, two, next race, and Verstappen will be on the podium again. I like ways.
0: Max as well. I told you this. I met him a couple of right, right He's years awesome. ago. He's a lovely. He is actually a genuinely lovely person, and, and that's big coming from Australians. <laughs> I thought you were going to say me. I was like, shut up, mate. <laughs> uh, okay, so Red Bull, I think, look, at the moment, the way the Constructors' Championships are playing out, uh, is playing out, I should say, really, we know who's won. Okay, we don't have to worry about who's come first. Second and third, if Gasly was up with Max on his race p- no, no, but if he was up on his race pace, you would see, I think – a real challenge for second. Yeah. I really think that Red Bull could challenge Ferrari for second because whilst they don't have the the raw pace, if you saw... Say if they
2: had Ricardo of last year?
0: Right, right. <laughs> correct. But if you saw, the, there was a graphic on Bottas and Vettel's qualifying for Barcelona and the Ferrari in the corner was so slow. The Ferrari down the straight was faster than the Mercedes. So that issue that they've got with setup, downforce whatever it is is really causing them problems the other thing that's causing them problems team orders you've got mm-hmm. stupidity going on really in the first couple of laps in that race where Vettel came in too hot around the outside got a flat spot on his front right which would have been like taping you know some like a $2 coin to the the front right of your tide going down at that speed on the main straight so it's affecting performance.
1: And 300 K now, people need to understand that you can't open your eyes, let alone clench your teeth, without feeling the effects of the car vibrating that much.
0: Yeah. So you've got all of these issues going on with the car, but yet he's just keeping Leclerc behind him. And they're having a little battle and wasting time. <sighs> wasting
2: time. Meanwhile, Mercedes just And then take off
0: when Leclerc gets past. Funnily enough, it all happens again. Then the reverse happens later. it's just, the, it's no brainer tactics. That oh, you know, I don't want to upset people. Like, come on, guys! Like, you, you need to sort it out. The issues that you are having on race day is causing you big problems because no one can agree on anything in terms of what the hell you're actually doing there. And I don't think Seb's being supportive enough. I've said this a few times. I think he's a great driver. I really do. Him winning for Toro Rosso back in the day, it epic monumentally epic drive from him epic drive more so than i can say about any of lewis's performances or really anyone else on the grid i just like from memory that something that stand out to me that was that but he just doesn't have the car underneath him to do the work and the poor guy's just having to settle for third fourth that fifth like that's it's he knows now he's almost resigned to that fact be interesting to see what he does at the end of the year and if he continues, to be honest. But- well,
1: post-race, Paul DeResta was talking about, he was listening to the radio and the team communication for the whole race, across everyone. And he was saying that Ferrari on both sides of the garage didn't know what strategy each other was on, hence why it took them four laps to react to what was going on on track, which is astounding for me in the first place. But Ferrari have a way of operating. They've won... If you take Schumacher out of the equation and the amount of money and resources that they threw into F1 like nobody else was, they've won one championship in 28 years. Mm. If you take that whole season, like the Schumacher era out, when they were the only teams to be spending any real money on it. I think that inherently Ferrari's got some issues behind closed doors that are coming to the coming to the attention of the masses because that that astounds me that they don't know what's going on, on the other side of the garage
0: yeah that is stupidity but then it actually doesn't surprise me mm. that it's happening because it it makes sense that there is a real dysfunctionality
1: Recently, uh, Italians are unreasonable to deal with <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, uh, what, uh, <clears throat> um, you know who's not unreasonable to deal with?
1: No, I don't, I'm not being a smart ass, but like... the
0: Germans.
2: <laughs> yeah, but efficiency. Five. <laughs> Did you see that double stacked pit stop? Oh, that is the picture of efficiency.
0: My man,
2: they double stacked them both, and it was quicker than one of the Toro Rosso changes. <laughs> Ridiculous. And Ferrari
1: didn't have great pit stop pit stops throughout the race either. The
0: pit stop you are compared
1: to the pit stop she tells
0: you not to worry about. <laughs>
2: Correct.
0: (laughs) Correct. It's yeah. Just Ferrari. Can you just sort it the hell out? Because you know, and this is a hundred points behind in the constructors after five races. Yeah, ninety-six points is too many points.
1: And have they? How many podiums have they had in the first five races? I know Leclerc got one. I know Vettel got one. Verstappen's had two, so that leaves a not so that. Ferrari must have had three third place finishes in five races. Ridiculous. Which is for a top line team,
2: no. Yeah.
0: It is becoming a little boring towards the I front. I think Maurizio mm-hmm. had them in pretty good shape on reflection. Yeah. In well, hindsight. Bernardo's got a lot all of this ahead of him if he even lasts this year. Uh, look, Charles again, I think he's he's super talented driver. He is, he's a great future for Ferrari, but... He's not outperforming Seb any more than we expected him to. No, that's true. Although, I think he was... I don't know if he's that good. He deserved Bahrain, though, I think, you know. Like, mm. that was a real shame. It did, yeah. Real shame that's for him. one race, though. It is. would have given him a huge that's boost of confidence. One out of four. Yeah. Unacceptable. Oh, oh, bloody hell. What? Hey, let's talk uh, – Move, move move swiftly along – to Mercedes. Um, the German efficiency, t- killing it again. Another one-two for qualifying and for the actual race itself. Unbelievable domination at the moment. Um, what did you think of Bottas, Tommy?
2: Just – I don't know. I feel like he was just floating through. He didn't really push that hard throughout the race. Like, we saw Lewis push really hard and get a lot of fastest laps consecutively. Like, he was pushing really hard, but you never really felt that Bottas was ever going to really go for first. He was really content with second almost, and the race was over after the first three laps, it seemed, and they were just going to stay out front. First corner. The race was decided after the first corner yeah. yeah, Lewis went for it
1: And I think they're very I think I think Bottas and Hamilton are very aware that Whoever was going into turn two in front Was going to win the race And it was just about controlling pace And Lewis wanted that fastest lap Ooh, Oh, he wanted yeah. it He wanted it He wants that little Bad
2: yep. Extra up sleeve He
1: just wanted to make it up from Melbourne
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally So I think
1: Bottas off the start, though, to not freak out with Hamilton on his inside and Vettel on his outside and not lose it and shit the bed. He's driving well. He drove yep. well in qualifying. He said he had a clutch issue off the start, which he yeah. hasn't had all year. I don't think he got a terrible start. Yeah. But he obviously had some issues, and you never know if he's just... He chucked. was adamant that it was something It wasn't just him. And he was pissed after the race. Yep. I could see that in his demeanour. He said all the right things as a consummate professional will do, like us, mm-hmm. well-trained in media stuff, but he was pissed. You could see that look of,
2: I'll let one go there and i stuffed it. Mm.
1: But he'll bounce back.
2: So what do you think happens for the drivers going forward for the Drivers' Championship? You, they're, they're kind of toying with each other for now. Do you think they'll let it play out until – middle of the season and then they start some team rules or Mate, they're
1: so far in front of front of the constructors that I don't think it matters at the moment Mercedes is just going to say race yep until they have a crash together but you know until what I, that happens which I don't see happening
0: yeah I don't see it happening not with those two You're those two are, are very good drivers and they know where to put the car on the track
1: yep. I'm really interested to see how the driver dynamic between Hamilton and Valtteri happens yep. throughout the rest of the year Hamilton's got form He's right there Nico and him 2016 Yeah When Hamilton feels like he's not getting the priority Or someone's beating him He goes He gets
2: Mm. He wasn't pushed last year with Valtteri No He had it easy Hence why the relationship's
1: respectful we are only five Mm. races in And he's Mm -hmm. won It's 3-2 in terms of wins But I'm really interested to see how that plays out Hopefully Hamilton's grown up a bit
2: I kind of and want Lurent Valtteri some,
1: to get a few more firsts in there. Oh, I think I think that it's going to be them one two most of the year, mm-hmm. and they'll be fighting for it. It's the races in which they don't win, like Monaco, yep. that I think will eventually play it to see who's better. Mm. But it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting ride. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Hamilton getting pissed off and Valtteri being a fin and
0: dealing <laughs> with it, handling it really, really well well. Mm. well all of this is to come gents The uh, the the constructors championship I think it's sorting itself out Pretty quickly, And we know that Mercedes is, is going to take that pretty much for sure now, unless they have a horrible next five races, which is very unlikely. But um, in terms of the top 10 for drivers, we've got Lando Norris in 10th, Kimi Räikkönen in 9th, Sergio Perez in 8th, K-Mag in 7th, Pierre, the whipping boy, Gasly on 6th, uh, Charlotte 5th, Sebastian 4th, Max 3rd, Valtteri 2nd and Lewis 1st. Gents, it's going to be an interesting lead-in to Monaco, I'm a huge fan of this track. Yes, it's not great for overtaking, but I tell you what, it is just a legend of a track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a spectacle, right? It is a spectacle, and I think we're going to see. Hopefully, we're going to see the ability for Daniel to do some good stuff. Ricardo, I mean, doing some good stuff on track. Um, he, he, this is his track. You know, he he was robbed before his victory last year, and uh, he's always been quick. He's been on the
1: podium in the last
0: four years, I think. Yeah, and he yeah, look if he can get there again, just if, if he can get podium. This time around Wouldn't that be bloody top good
1: five Would be a great result For yep. Danny Rick Realistically uh-huh. Always want him to win I don't He doesn't have the car to win He doesn't have the downforce Or the motor
0: So A quick recap then On Barcelona Boring before the restart Valtteri Knew his fate Going into two Lando should have been given more room.
2: <laughs> good overtaking moves. And
0: Daniel Ricciardo didn't reverse into anyone, which is always exciting. Gents, thank you very much for your time recapping Barcelona. Looking forward to Monaco. It's for a win for Monaco. It's a bit cool, And no, if you win. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please uh, subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify and everywhere else that you find your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at OzF1 or Twitter at OzF1Official. That's A-U-S-F-1. Gentlemen, we will see you in Monaco.